Do you have a client-based business that needs streamlining? Acuity Scheduling, a Squarespace company, is a scheduling tool you never know you needed, but you always wanted. No more mixing up time zones for remote meetings, reduce your no-show appointments, and keep everything organized in one hub. We here at Popter Lounge are avid users of Acuity Scheduling and a proud affiliate. Sign up for Acuity Scheduling today. Visit the link in this episode's blog post to sign up for an account. Hey, my name is Ari Alexandria, and you are about to listen to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the podcast for the creative soul. I'm your host, Steph Pham. If you want to stay up to date on these inspiring chats with creatives, then make sure you hit that follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. My guest today is a singer-songwriter based in Seattle. She's released two EPs this year, and get this, she's only 17 years old. We talk about how she started songwriting, why opening up about mental health is so important, and we discuss her EPs, What's On My Mind, and Quarantunes. This is Zari Alexandria. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. My guest today is Zari Alexandria. Zari, thank you so much for joining me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Was the theater where you got your start in music? So I attend Thomas Jefferson High School in the Seattle area. I started theater freshman year, so it's been four years now. My first production was Seussical, and from that moment on, I just stuck to doing theater. (laughs) You were what I wanted to be in high school, because seriously, I loved musical theater. I was such a theater nerd, and I could kind of act, and I could kind of... Sing-ish, not really well, but I always wanted to be with the musical theater kids, never got into an actual musical, but there's such a special place in my heart for musical theater. Kudos to you for being a part of that world. I love the whole environment and it's like everyone's so nice and like the music, the dancing, the singing, it's just, I love every single part of it. You're speaking my language. I'm such a musical theater nerd, so you're speaking my language right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) What inspired you back in 2017 to start writing and creating your own music? That's a good question. So I've loved singing for as long as I can remember. Like every single moment I was singing, whether it was just like with my family or goofing off with my friends. And theater, again, uh, took a big part into that. But I think the main thing that just like started up the songwriting was just I wanted to try something different, go out of my comfort zone. And I, I always liked writing too. So like writing poems and stories. So I wanted to take what I knew and put that into song. Do you remember the first song that you ever wrote? Actually, I do. It's called Lied To. It's never going to come out. But it's, <laughs> it's about, oh, geez, it was in eighth grade. So it was like some drama happening with like my friends and whatnot, middle school things. And I wrote a song about it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Because you look back on your, like one of your earliest creations on like one of the like the arts that you just like dip your toes in. And then you like look back on it like years later and you're like, oh, my God, did I write that? Did I do that? You're like, exactly. Like, oh. It's really weird to see. It's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> So, like you were mentioning, you take inspiration from musical theater, and you also take inspiration like from pop and other forms of music. What was that experience like of trying to find your sound? It was difficult. I'll say that. I like a whole bunch of music. I listen to pop music, alternative, rock, theater, just anything I can 
listen to through my earbuds. So trying to find my sound, I still don't think I have like a certain sound. It just kind of happened, you know, and it just happened to be a mesh of theater and pop. <laughs> yeah, I think I read in your bio that you sent me that you call it theater pop. Because when I was listening to your stuff, which we will talk about in a little bit, uh, <laughs> when I was listening to your music, it kind of reminded me stuff that you would hear in like Dear Evan Hansen or Be More Chill or kind of like the more modern musicals. Because I grew up in the age of like, West Side Story or Guys and Dolls and like stuff like uh, musicals that probably kids our age don't even know. Yeah, I was just hearing stuff that I'm like, I could picture that in Dear Evan Hansen or like, you know, just like the more modern musicals and I could hear that influence in there. So I'm like, I love that. And you like, you kind of like adapted pop sounds into it just to kind of, you know, um, give it some contemporary flair. Yeah. So I love that. And speaking of your music, you released two EPs this year, the first being What's On Your Mind, and you write about the story of your mental health. And in a world where we're not completely open about talking about our mental health, what made you want to share your story? Honestly, I feel like a lot of teenagers, for those who are listening, I'm 17 years old, so I'm pretty young. A lot of teenagers don't really open up about mental health, especially just in a music form, they like I don't see a lot of teens like releasing music. So I just wanted to like share my own experience to show that people, especially my age, are not alone and just open that topic of conversation. I like that a lot because like like you were saying, most people in that demographic don't really open up about that kind of topic. They're just singing whatever is on trend or whatever just to get the ears to listen. And nobody's really opening, being super extremely vulnerable, especially on the topic of mental health. And so I'm glad that you're, you know, setting a precedent out there that like, hey, it's okay to talk about these topics, especially even if you're young, you're not alone. You're We all go through stuff no matter what age and so I, I like that you're you're kind of setting that role model yeah. for your fellow peers out there yeah yeah and as creatives how can we reach a place where we feel more comfortable to talk about our own mental health especially within your own within your own demographic because like you were saying a lot of young people don't talk about this yeah honestly I just would just talk to people that you're close to and my experience talking to like like a lot of my good friends has helped me a lot. So just finding like one or two people you can really depend on and just have conversations, have conversations. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, you can just like write if like in a journal. That's what I do. If I can't write a song or don't have like the inspiration to write a song, I just grab a journal and just start jotting stuff. Just find an outlet that works for you, honestly, and just helps you and your mind. Yeah, and I think that's so important because a lot of people, like, they, they keep it bottled in. They don't really release it. There's, like, they haven't found their way of releasing those thoughts or those emotions yet. And so I feel like for a lot of creatives, that's how we get our emotions and stuff out is through our work. But there's a, those times where you're like, okay, I need to process what I'm going through right now. And maybe journaling is the way to do it, like you were saying. Or maybe I just need to put some music on and just, like, grew out for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah, just finding that way that you communicate your soul communicates is so important do you believe that there should be mental health professionals accessible in a creative setting for example when a, an artist is creating an album you could have a mental health on site in the studio or maybe like when they're on the road there should be a mental health specialist when somebody's touring when you're creating there's so much pressure that sometimes it might be nice to talk to somebody. Do you believe that there should be mental health professionals accessible? 100% yes. 
on it like if i could work in a studio and had someone just to talk to just i would love that especially uh, you mentioned touring a lot of touring artists are like as you said like they feel pressure they might be stressed there's they're like not with their family and a lot of their friends for several days so that might get them um feeling um sad and depressed even so having someone to like talk to on a professional level would be super super helpful yeah i think that's a lot of i, I don't know if people they they see the creatives or any artist or whatever people assume like on the other side people assume that they have this perfect life right like, yeah oh they have like adoring fans they get to see the world it's so cool it's so nice but people don't really see the the struggles and just the pressure mm-hmm. of creating because creating that product for you there's some like real ish that happens when yeah. you like express yourself as an artist and so yet like you said having somebody to talk to i think would be just aces somebody just to be there and be like yo do you need a minute you know vent or like get something off your chest it would be so helpful yeah definitely and then just to touch back on like the studio thing a little bit more because i know when i write songs especially like songs on the first ep i wrote what's on my mind that was mentally draining so just having like just recording like a few vocals or just like writing a few lyrics and like taking a break and then like having a conversation about that with someone on once again on that professional level would be extremely useful as well we talked a little bit about your first ep and you also you're a busy woman you you also released another ep during this time called quarantunes so talk to me about creating that ep and what did you enjoy most about making it so quarantunes oh i first started off that project right as quarantine started which is why the title quarantunes came to be and as i was working on that project i was actually sick so that, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't fun. But I think what pushed me to like finish that project was just, you know, I was, I had like the motivation, like I finished the first EP. I wanted to, you know, keep it going. Yeah, you're right. I am busy. I don't know how I released two EPs in one year. That's crazy. That's more than a lot of artists do in in years or whatever. It takes them a while to create, but it's so impressive that you did that. And I was going to ask, one of my questions was, was, did you self-produce everything? Because the music is like, "Mm." so did you produce your own music? Yeah, I, fun fact, I use GarageBand and a headphone. So this headphone mic I'm wearing right now, as I'm recording this, I use for my music and I just... I do everything in GarageBand. Every single little thing you hear is through GarageBand. Oh, that's so impressive. Because, yeah, like, I know that a lot of people think you need some kind of fancy setup to be your own artist. But I'm like, y'all, you don't know how many things were created in a bedroom and people pushed out. And so that's so impressive that you did that because it takes a lot of, like, guts and it takes a lot of, like, knowledge to sit there and be like, okay, how do I want this to sound? And so... Yeah, like kudos to you for Thank self-producing you. your yeah your own music. Get it, girl. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite song off that EP, by the way? Um, oof. I mean, I I love all all the songs on the EP. It's like my child. I shouldn't really be having a child at seventeen, but you know, it's like my it's my creative child. Creative child. I guess my go. favorite <laughs> song though, right now. <clears throat> Probably Party of One. It's the last song on the EP. It's like it's the longest song lengthwise. It took me the longest to make 
probably because of the length, but I love it so, so much. And what I love about your music is that you can tell that there's an element of storytelling in there. Because sometimes a lot of music today, you just listen to it and you're like, what is the message in here? What is the story? But with you, there's a clear beginning, middle and end. And you can see what you're telling us as a listener. We're like, oh, this is who she is. Like, this is her story. This is what's going on, you know, in her life or whatever. And so I I love that there is a clear story within your music. Thank you. (laughs) Another topic that you're really passionate about and that I want to touch on is you're really passionate about Black Lives Matter. How, as a society, do we mindfully and respectfully continue the conversation about the movement? Honestly, just I think one of the biggest things for Black Lives Matter is just listening to Black people around you. I feel like a lot of people are quick to like share their own opinions, but just hearing from black people like their stories and like what they have to say because I mean it's it's our lives it's just super super important is I mean like I've always have um, conversations with my friends because I'm I'm usually the only black person in like my friend groups so um just having them listen to me and like ask me questions and just building on that conversation and just learn like taking the time and effort to learn and just just listen listening is so important (laughs) listening is and and i think what a lot of misunderstanding from the movement is people aren't informed or they don't take that time to inform themselves or educate themselves and like you said just having those conversations with uh, their fellow black peers their friends and just trying to like you said understand it's just getting to that place of understanding because i think a lot of i think a lot of it is just rooted in not being educated and informed and having that willingness to to make yourself aware, right? Like yeah. It, it's just, yeah, it's just getting to that place where you ha- yourself have to be like, okay, this is what I'm not understanding. And so I'm going to ask you these questions and then maybe we reach a place of empathy. And I think that's a huge thing is that it is missing is empathy. Yeah. How can those, a part of other marginalized groups, stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement without diverting the limelight? Once again, I just say, just listen. I feel like, I mean, I know that all, like, all groups, like, in the minority, like, we're, my, like, we're all minorities. We're all here, like, we should all be working together, not separate, and, like, we should all be standing together, like, united, and try to, like, come to, like, a solution and just, like, help one another, you know? Because I feel like people are, some people are, like, fighting me, like, why like why is it just black lives how about like how about hispanic lives or you 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 know just as an example but i think we should all we should all be here for one another i think that's extremely important oh absolutely and it's that getting to that place where because every there's that argument out there which i'm not a fan of that argument of oh wait what about all lives matter and people have to understand that until black lives matter and until we get that resolved all lives can matter like we have to get that's you know priority number one and then we can move on into making sure that we have equality for all yeah i think you know my thing is if all if all lives supposedly matter, shouldn't you so be supporting Black Lives Matter? A hundred percent. Like, like there's so much irony in that. Exactly. Like, I have a question for you. So, what's a short term goal that you would like to achieve? 
Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, Short-term goal? Probably, well, I mean, graduating high school and going, going to college sounds pretty, pretty nice. I'm a senior and I'm applying to colleges specifically to continue with vocal performance and songwriting. So graduating high school would be the first step to get to, get to that post-secondary career. Right, right. And what has it been like experiencing your last year of high school with all this going on, COVID and everything? What has that been like? It's so, so weird. It's like, I I miss seeing my friends in person. I miss seeing my teachers in person. I just, I miss the social aspect. I'm, I'm missing out on like a few events like homecoming, um, just going to sports events and just I'm trying to make the most out of it, just trying to stay positive. But at the same time, it's super, super hard. It's like, oh, will I ever, will I get that prom as a senior in high school? Will I get like that last football game with my friends because I'm a senior in high school? That can be extremely tough. And I feel for you guys. If I didn't have those moments as, as a senior in high school, I'd be like, come on, guys, this is what you look forward to. All four years in high school. I totally get it. I totally get it. Oh, I was going to ask you, where are you applying to colleges and what would you like to study? You mentioned vocal performance, correct? Yeah. Okay. Where are you applying to college? There's a couple schools I have my eye on. So I'm applying to Berkeley College of Music. I have my audition in November. And then I'm applying to University of Southern California and their Thornton School of Music. So those are my top two schools. We will definitely be rooting you on to get into either one of those schools. Those are some, some big music schools out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of scared and looking at those acceptance rates doesn't help. But like, again, staying positive, staying positive. In the words of one of our role models, Mr. John Lindahl, shoot your shot, baby girl. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, Miss Zari, I can't believe that we're here, but I've reached my last question for you. And it is, if you had some advice for our fellow artists and creatives out there, what would you like to tell them? My advice would be just go for it. Honestly, as like, as a little child, more little than I am now, like five years old, I was always scared to do things. I was scared to try things. And if you told me 10-ish years later, I'd be releasing music, I'd be doing this interview for a podcast, I'd be like, hmm? So just going out there and just trying and all you can do is just get better. I, I didn't start off great with songwriting. I just practiced and kept going. And to those listening, you guys can do that too with what, whatever you're passionate about, honestly. So just going out there and giving it your all. Yeah. All right, Zari, go ahead and tell our listeners where they can connect with you on social media and where they can check out your music. Okay. So uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Zari underscore Alexandria. So I'm going to say it one more time. Zari underscore Alexandria. I'm active on both places. So you can message me, come say hi, check out my stories and post. For music, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google 
Google, so Google Play, just all, all the places you can find music, I'll, I'll be on there. And then my two projects are, once again, What's On My Mind and Quarantunes. Love it. Zari, thank you so much for sitting down with me and talking with me. And once again, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, be on this podcast. I, I was a little nervous at first, but this is super, super fun. Thank you to Zari for being today's guest. It's really admirable that at such a young age, she's already going full speed ahead on her musical career. And it goes to show you that no matter what age you are, dreams don't have a timeline. They don't have a deadline. So whatever you dream about, go for it. To learn more about Zari, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is a two-man operation, rather I should say two-women operation. It is executive produced by Steph Pham and V. Co. V. Co. serves as the show's creative director, and Steph Pham is the show's host and editor. You can find us on social media at Popner Lounge. For an easy, convenient hub of everything Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week. Tune in next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm Steph Pham.